North Carolina. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. I hope you're well during this holiday season. Hey, you know this song, don't you? I'm not in love, so don't forget it. It's just a silly phase I'm going through. That's 10 CC from 1974. That's not really them. That's me pretending I'm in 10 CC. They're the um, <clears throat> they play a large role in tonight's show. But before I do that, a uh, half hour of potpourri. The first song I'm going to play is by a fellow who recorded for the Motown label in 1977. I first heard this song on the Mike Douglas show. You know who Mike Douglas was, don't you? Well, this show is for you then. Mike Douglas was uh, um, out of Philadelphia, a uh, talk show host, very nice man. Had a somewhat uh, uh, pretty good singing career. But anyway, had his talk show, and, and it was very nice. When I stayed home from school, which was the maximum, um, I would watch the Mike Douglas show. And this was on it. This guy, come on, sing this song. This is Albert Finney, who was uh, in uh, Aaron Brockovich. He was uh, Julie Roberts' boss in Aaron Brockovich. So picture him singing this one. And this one goes out to all the ladies. I'd like to thank those other men They helped to make you what you are They made you wise in making love And now your love is shared with me So how can I regret it when I think about those other men The gentle warmth of your caress You didn't learn that yesterday The joy I have in your embrace Because your body knows the way Think how complete you are And then Just why I thank those other men How could you understand so much How could you give me all you do Why do you smile and shake your head I've known a deeper love through you Just think how wise you are And then You'll know just why I thank those other men As you are now, not might have been So don't disown the loves you've known Those looks of sadness that I catch 
that move me as I look at you. Do you remember someone else? Fond memories of what you knew. How beautiful you are just then. That's why I thank, I thank those other men.
from Hollywood, it's Carol, with her special guest star, Mike Connors, Frank Duvall and his orchestra. And now, here once again, is Carol.
I don't ever, I don't ever, I don't ever wanna go back to Jimmy Bay. No, no. I ain't left nothing, I ain't looking for nothing. Nothing can take me back to Jimmy Bay. No, no. Now when I die, when I die. Please don't take my body back to Jimmy's Alley. No, no, no.
Hello. This is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides Orphans and Oddities on WHUP FM 104.7 in the Hillsboro vicinity and worldwide at whupfm.org. Hello. I hope you enjoyed that set. That little potpourri began with Albert Finney. Yes, he of the uh, Oscar-nominated performance in uh, some movie that he made, as well as uh, Aaron Brockovich with Those Other Men off the Albert Finney album. That one was for the ladies. After that, Bill Haley, God Bless Rock and Roll, 1980, probably his last release before he shuffled off this mortal coil. After that, Charo. Charo was very popular when I was a child. Love will keep us together. Another thing that was very popular when I was a child. I'm a child no more. No, I'm a man. And these things do not amuse me anymore. But I hope they amused you. Clarence Carter with Jennings Alley from 1976. David Cassette with his... Uh, Version of a Beach Boy song, Darlin' from 1975. The Harder They Fall is the album produced by Bruce Johnston. Beach Boy, that was an original Beach Boy song. And that was the album that first uh, brought to light the song, I Write the Songs, which Bruce Johnston wrote for David Cassidy, not Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow's version came a couple years later, and that's the version everybody knows. But David Cassidy's is the first. Huzzah! I'm sure he's very proud of that right now. As he's talking to a policeman, Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys with River Song from 1977, his solo album, his lone solo album, Pacific Ocean Blue, which to me transcends everything the Beach Boys did after 1972 or so. And finally, Gentle Giant with Freedom's Child off of their. Um, there was a demo that they did for uh, the record company and uh, three songs. I played one uh, a few shows ago. But anyway, that was the set. Hey. What's your favorite triple album? That's a question you don't get asked a lot, but what is your favorite triple album? I'm I'm thinking of uh, Sandinista by The Clash or All Things Must Pass by George Harrison or I think Carla Blay might have had a triple album out um, in the early 70s. But another triple album was called Consequences by two goofballs named Godley and Cream. Lal Cream and Kevin Godley were founding members of the group 10CC, who had a number two song in the United States with I'm Down in Love, which I attempted to sing at the beginning of the first set, but I wasn't warmed up. I could sing it better now, but I don't need to prove anything to you people. Founding members of 10CC, before that, they were studio cats for a place called Strawberry Studios, where they worked with Cassinet's Cats, who had done all those bubblegum records, uh, and they were so disposable, and they were so common, and by then, just anything that came through the door, they would record. But those guys, they recorded also with Neil Sedaka, and you know the song Solitaire, that's the one that um, <clears throat> uh, Clay Aiken attempted to murder a few years back when he was a big star. But the original version, of course, was written by Neil Sedaka. Beautiful song, wonderful attempt for anybody on uh, open mic night to really make a bravura performance. But the song will not die. You cannot kill it with your grace notes. So Godly and Cream Studio Cats got together with these two other guys, Eric Stewart and Graham Gouldman. Now, Graham Gouldman had written songs for um, <clears throat> the Yardbirds, uh, had hits with the Yardbirds, 
and the Hollies. He wrote Bus Stop, Bus Stop, Wet Day. She's there. I say, please share my umbrella. Uh, and he wrote um, Heart Full of Soul, I believe, and a couple of others. Graham Gouldman. So quite the rock and roll pedigree, even before they even before note one of their first album. Uh, and they all sang and they all wrote and they were quite the team. Very quirky humor, uh, snarky, a little snarky for my taste. And I can't really listen to an entire 10 CC album all the way through. But there are certainly moments that were just as good as anything that was coming out around then. So they had their big number two hits and they recorded another album after that. But here's what happened. Godly and Cream invented this weird device that you would hook up to a Stratocaster, a Fender Stratocaster guitar. You would put it on the bridge where the strings attached on the bottom, and it would it had six little circles with little teeth on it. And when you would press one down, it would go against the string so fast that it was like picking really like that, but it was so fast you couldn't really discern the the separate uh picking it sounded potentially like a saxophone or a string section the more you could po you could press down all of them and they would sound all the strings like that you could press one at a time and they were working on this prototype over and over and they developed a demo record of it and it sounded really good and they used it on um that record on um uh, I'm not in love. When you hear it going, that's the gizmo. They call it a gizmo. So you would think, well, this is great. We're in this band. We just had this number two hit. Let's use this gizmo on all these uh, on the next 10 CC record. It'll be great. People will 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 it'll blow people's minds. But what they decided to do instead was quit 10 CC start their own group, Godly and Cream, and record a triple album full of this gizmo. And if you listen to the album, it's very hard to find the original version. It's on the it's on the YouTube somewhere, and you can hear that of course, but it's hard to grasp how much money Mercury Records wasted on this thing. It was a triple album. Not only that but it was not all music. Some of it was this guy named Peter Cook, who was pre-Monty Python. He and Dudley, Dudley Moore and a couple of other guys had this, this, this comedy group. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering the name of the group. I'm sure it's, 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 it's all over the place. But anyway, so they had this comedy group. And by the time the 70s rolled around, he and Dudley Moore were kind of fighting with each other and both trying to find their niche separate from each other. But you know how that is. It doesn't work out when your partner's like that. It's just so hard to extricate yourself. And one of the things that Peter Cook did in the 70s was this record. I'm going to play you uh, side three of Consequences, Godly and Cream's first album as a unit this triple album on mercury records the scale was enormous it took a year more than a year to record this thing and when it came out and, and i was a godly and cream fan a couple of years later and i found a vinyl copy of it and i couldn't sit through it it was really tough because i expected one thing and i got another and i didn't know who peter cook was and i didn't find him funny at all 
But he does all the male voices on this record, and his girlfriend at the time, who he might have been smacking around a little bit at the time, uh, if you read her biography, does the female voice. Uh, this is an acquired taste, so I'm going to go through this, and I hope you like it. If you don't, at least you learn who Godly and Cream is, because after I'm playing the set, I'm going to talk to you about how Godly and Cream ruined music forever.
That's, uh, that's the way I started. Cheers. Mr. Pepperman and his client have arrived. Ah, well, send them in. This divorce, it's, it's just a formality, isn't it, Mr. Haig? I mean, we just sign the papers and go our separate ways like we always have. Uh, uh, yes, Mr. Stapleton, I, I, I see no... Um, um, uh, oh, good morning, Mr. Um, Pepperman. Uh, Sorry, I'm late. I delayed my headwinds on the M4. It's terrible out. Thank God for the rolls, I say. Some of the cheaper cars were going backwards. Hello, Lulu. Bonjour, Walter. Before we sit down to discuss anything, I would like to put it on the record that my attention has been drawn to a gaping hole. Ah, yes. In the floor on which we stand, there is a large and gaping hole. Let us begin by clarifying whether this hole is with or without prejudice. Ah, yes, perhaps we ought to clear that up. Um... I'm, I'm, I'm not actually responsible for the hole, although it is my office. It belongs to the man downstairs. Uh, the hole, uh, that is, not, uh, not, not the office. <laughs> he is, as you'll probably guess, a, uh, a pianist, and this is his hole. Mr. Blint was the only owner... That's, uh, that's Blint with a B? Uh, yes, he was the only owner unwilling to sell when this block was constructed, so... <laughs> As a compromise, the developers built round him, and technically that hole is, uh, is his attic. It has never been my practice to conduct business in other people's attics. It never has been, and it never will be. An attic is not an environment for serious negotiation. I've never negotiated anything in an attic, and any business of any kind that I have conducted in an attic has been under duress. If this divorce is to succeed, as we all pray it will, it must be properly conducted within an agreed framework. <laughs> I trust that this will not be a subject of contention. I don't think my client has any objections. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry I dozed off again. Lulu and I have discussed it all, and we're in complete agreement that we should divorce one another with no acrimony or ill will. Fine words, Mr. Stapleton, very fine words. That's all they are, aren't they? Words. It's actions we need, Mr. Stapleton. Actions speak louder than I do. Oh, whatever you say, Mr. P -p 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 will you keep out of this? Let me begin with a statement that I trust will not be a matter of dispute. I am Jewish, and always have been. I'm not ashamed of it, and I'm not proud of it. The whole thing is not an issue to me. It's irrelevant. 
and I see no reason why my being Jewish should be dragged into the discussion at all. The fact that I've been massacred personally for thousands of years is neither here nor there. So can we at least agree on one thing, namely not to waste our time discussing whether I am Jewish or not? I'm having enough difficulties with this divorce already without you poking your nose into it. What's the point of inventing a problem when it isn't there?
Oh, ah, sorry. Cheers. And now, perhaps, we can get down to the business in hand. You were good enough to send me an inventory of your client's alleged assets. I've only riffled idly through this list on my way here in the car, and I'm only too aware of one glaring omission. In this list, I can find absolutely no mention whatever of hairpins. I've seen deposits break down on omissions far smaller than this. But I haven't got any hairpins. Are you seriously telling me that throughout your long and judging by your shoes successful career, you've never accumulated a hairpin in any shape or form? Or even half a hairpin? What's half a hairpin? What indeed? If you don't know what half a hairpin is, how can our side be expected to believe that you are cognizant of what a whole hairpin comprises? For all we know, you may have a whole horde of half hairpins masquerading as whole hairpins concealed about the house. Well, if there are any hairpins, they're uh, Lulu's, I mean... Uh... I don't use them much. Which is exactly what I've been trying to establish. I make it around 10.17. Ah. <laughs> uh, sorry about this. Uh, Mr. Blint. Yes, my goodness me, it is. Yes, my bath's about three quarters full now, so I can't hang around here for long. It takes 11 minutes to fill and six minutes to empty. By the time I have to fill it again, it will be 25 and a half minutes past 10. And I like to do a little work around then. We are in the middle of a rather serious business negotiation, Mr. Blint. Yes, I heard quite a lot of it. Your goldfish looks hungry, Mr. Haig. Yes, thank you. Are, are we to understand that you tell the time by continuously filling and emptying your bath? Oh, no. That would be an idiotic way to operate. I don't know about you, but I rely on a watch. What I was telling you was basically a foolish lie. I, I realize, of course, that you're standing in your attic or hole, and I have every right to do so, but I was, I was wondering if you could possibly see your way to, uh, to, uh... Piss off. Yes, uh, I've got rather a difficult transition to make with the wind section. Oh, just one bit of advice you might be able to use. Seventeen. I'll be downstairs if you need me. I'll still be downstairs if you think you don't need me. Despite your assurances, Mr. Haig, we seem to be back to square one. Mr. Blint, who you so gaily brushed aside as irrelevant, has now become germane by getting us into what I always feared would happen, namely, a business in the attic situation. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll drink to that. In fact, I'll, I'll drink to anything. Well, here's to him not disturbing us again. <laughs> he, he's never done it before. I don't think it greatly matters. He only came up and went down again. Now, since Mr. Pefferman has raised the important issue of non-disclosure, perhaps we can move on to Mrs. Stapleton's chief. 
which seem to have been omitted from our list of assets. I don't want her teeth. You may not want them now, but who knows what the future holds. If our sides have omitted our teeth, we have erred. We have erred. When did you last count your teeth, Mrs. Stapleton? My teeth? I have uh, never bothered to check. Or perhaps I can help here. Thirty-two. I looked one night when she was asleep. I was a bit restless, you know, and I thought, if I counted her teeth, it might make me drowsy. Did you make it the habit to spy on your wife when she was most vulnerable? Oh, no, I was uh, just passing by and she had her mouth open. I thought I'd uh, top them up. What is the problem? You are the problem. But perhaps Mr. Haig and I can hammer out a formula and it would greatly assist me if you two went away. Well, uh, Rome wasn't burnt in a day. Come on, Lulu. Well, won't you join me in a glass of uh, <laughs> something? No, no, thank you, Mr. Haig. Do you mind if I smoke? Yes, I, I, I used to be just a, a ten minutes a day. You're myself. looking well, love. How's work? You know, come see, come see. About seven a day. And for you, the business is good? Well, it's uh, steady, but nothing worth setting the Thames on fire for. You know that at 55, I feel like a break. Nothing drastic, but I like the look of that hang gliding. I think it would do me good to get up in the air a bit and see life from another angle. I don't think I'll be missed at the factory, though I can't be sure. I've not been in for four months. What is this gliding water? Well, you've got these wings, you see. Wings? Aye, and you jump off a cliff or something. It doesn't really matter what you jump off. I've only got a 20-foot drop here, so I wouldn't get much of a glide from this window. And it's not a good day for a debut. Oh, look at that old lady with the brolly. She shouldn't be trying it. According to my manual, you shouldn't try an umbrella glide in a crosswind. There, what did I tell you? She's blown into a lamppost. If you're not a pigeon, don't eat corn. That's what I say. We made that mistake, didn't we, Lulu? I have no idea. i
You're listening to WHUPLP Hillsboro. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. What you just heard was side three of a concept album released in 1977 by Godley and Cream called Consequences. The story of the triple album is basically that man has poked Mother Nature enough so that she's taking revenge by creating havoc with storms and earthquakes and whatnot and all sorts of things. And in the midst of all this, Peter Cook's character, um, Blint, is writing a song to calm the elements or something. And in the middle of that, Sarah Vaughn comes in and sings a song with uh, Kevin Godley. They originally wanted Ella Fitzgerald, but they got Sarah Vaughn and still probably the highlight of that record. If you had trouble getting through that side, you will not enjoy it at all. The other five sides, you just won't. Anyhow, um, before we go on, uh, a little more about Godly and Cream and why they ruined music. And what I mean by that is that after they released, um, two, three more records, they became known for their masterful videos. They have produced videos. You have seen them. There's girls on film by, uh, Duran Duran relax by Frankie goes to Hollywood a rocket Herbie Hancock that was their big claim to fame he won video of the year that year uh, I think it was the first one at MTV synchronicity 2 by the police uh, um, Sun City that uh, collaboration they did two tribes Frankie goes to Hollywood a view to a kill by Duran Duran we close our eyes by um, uh, go west when we was fab they did the they did the um, Beatles um, or three if you will 
reunion video. They did that. Uh, Wrapped Around Your Finger by the Police, The Power of Love, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Um, Every Breath You Take, you know that one. That one was ubiquitous and has influenced so many videos afterwards. Don't Give Up, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush. Biko by Peter Gabriel and um, their own video, which was Cry, which if you go on the YouTube and look that up, and yes, I said the YouTube because I'm old. That's what I say. You'll find that they invented that morphing technology that Michael Jackson used later. Anyway, they basically helped in a big way to make music more video centric. And it wasn't their fault because they're looking for a gig. I understand that. I'm just saying that that really ruined music. It dropped a bomb in the middle of popular music for like 20, 25 years. And it's still going on today. Uh, Anyway. Before I do this next set, what happened with Golly and Cream later on? Their next records, they started to get a little bitter towards the record industry, a little bitter towards their old friends in 10 CC, um, bitter at all sorts of stuff. And this set is going to be the albums that they released afterwards, but this is not to say this is not good stuff, because some of this stuff is incredible, and you will really like it, and it's stuff that nobody else was doing. Just uh, take a listen to it. I think you'll enjoy it. Technology.
second count. I'll sign the book. Give me the keys. The elevator opens its mouth like Jonah of the Whale. The elevator spits me out. A great show, it's a great show. And it was Walmart Live. Do, do not disturb. Do, do not disturb. Sign of the door, red, do not disturb. Strange looks from the bell. The sign on the door said, the sign on the door read, do not disturb. This is the bad Samaritan. Hello, loved one. Sorry there was nobody here to take your call personally. However, we understand what you're going through. How you traveled life's highway with your smile on upside down. And now you think you've found the ultimate answer to all your problems. Why waste a life? Wait till there's a crowd down below. Give a little when you go.
Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
These are just a few of the ideas we've come up with and sincerely look forward to hearing yours.
Yep. That was... Okay. First of all, first things first. WHP FM, my name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. Today's show is featuring Godly and Cream, and what you just heard was the single version of An Englishman in New York, which is um, off of their Freeze Frame album. Nutty stuff, right? Um, before that, the Gizmo Demo part of it. The whole, the whole thing is like seven minutes long, and I only took the last four minutes or so of them uh, doing a demo doing a demo for Mercury Records, and I guess Mercury loved it so gosh darn much that they let them record that triple album. I think that's how it went. Anyway, before that, Random Brave Wave, Random Brain Wave, and I Pity Inanimate Objects. That's the song that Gary Storm in Buffalo, New York was playing in sometime around 1981. I heard the first time, and it blew my mind. I'm going to be playing that one again in the show um, down the road. But uh, that's something. Hearing it again in these big speakers in the studio is really something. It's really something. Before that, Hit Factory and Business is Business off of their L album. L was the one that they recorded after um, Consequences. It's it's a lot terser, a lot more economical, a lot tighter. The arrangement's still not that tight, but tighter. And uh, I just love business as business. It's terrifying. They really, really didn't like the record business at that point. But um, they kept going. Check out the lyrics sometimes. You, you'll enjoy them. Um, before that, this sporting life, also off of the L album. I have no way to know who's listening. And I want you, if you are listening and you do not know who I am, you have not met me or whatever, I want you to visit my website which is on the Facebook. If you go to the Facebook and you look up D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities, you will find me and just let me know that you heard what, um, and maybe you like what I do. Now, uh, a couple of things to go through before I uh, play this last set of originals that you may not know were originals, uh, covers you may not know were covers. Uh, I'm not going to get all the way through the set, so I'm going to truncate it, I'm gonna, or I'm going to chop it off at the end and um, let uh, our good friends at Rivendell take over. But here's a couple of things. First of all, I am performing next Friday, December 18th, for Third Fridays in Durham. I'll be at Five Points, which is at the corner of East and West Chapel Hill and Main Street. I will have my guitar case open. I will be singing Christmas carols. It is understood you will give to the cause, the cause being moi. I hope you come by. Um, December 18th for third Fridays. I believe I'm starting at about six, six to eight, I think is my performance slot. Um, so if you're driving by or if you're walking by, please do stop on by. Another thing, I have just started building my website, which is dsides.org, dsides.org. It is in a very primitive state right now, but if you visit, there's uh, social media links you can find. Um, if you go to the about section, that's kind of the most fleshed out section I have at this point. Um, trying to um, uh, cut away some of the templates that they have. Uh, I forget what the thing is that I that I went through to do that. And I'm looking for a place to have my shows hosted in perpetuity. So if you have any ideas on what a good hosting site would be, I'm trying SoundCloud. It's working out pretty well, but I'm going to run out of space very, very quickly. And I like to go local, so if you know anybody in the Hillsborough area who does that sort of thing, please do let me know. So, the website is dsides.org, and I'll be performing next Friday, and I have no idea if you're listening, so please let me know if you are. 
It is an honor to be here at WHUPFM. I really, really like this gig. Anyway, my name is Gilbert Neal, D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities, and this is the last set. Technology for you. It's really embarrassing. I'm sorry, folks.
once in my life I have someone who needs me Someone I've needed so long For once unafraid I can go where light leads me And somehow I know I'll be strong Your door is always open and your path is free to walk That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your couch And it's knowing I'm not shackled by forgotten words and bonds And the ink stains that have dried upon some lines That keeps you in the back roads by the rivers of my memory That keeps you ever gentle on my mind It's not clinging to the rocks and ivy planted on their columns now that binds me Or something that somebody said because they thought we fit together walking 
It's just knowing that the world will not be cursing or forgiven when I walk along some railroad track and find that you're moving on the back roads by the rivers of my memory, and for hours you're just gentle on my mind. Though the wheat fields and the clotheslines and the junkyards and the highways come between us, and some mother woman crying to her mother 'cause she turned and I was gone, I still might run in silence. Tears of joy might stain my face, and a summer sun might burn me till I'm blind. But not to where I cannot see you walking on the back roads by the rivers flowing gentle on my mind. I dip my cup of soup back from the gurgling, crackling cauldron in some train yard. My beard a roughening coal pile and a dirty hat pulled low across my face. Cupped hands round a tin can, I pretend to hold you to my breast and find that you're waving from the back roads by the rivers of my memory, ever smiling, ever gentle on my mind.
nothing I can help Recalling how it felt to kiss the holy attack Oh, how can I forget you And there is always something there to Stein 